0: Previously on This Guy Sucks. I'll tell you what I would do if I were you. I would bench Devontae Adams this week going up against Bill Belichick, who is the master of taking away the top target. If you can, slot in rookie tight end Michael Meyer into your lineups instead. I know he's only got seven points in five games, but something tells me he could see a career high in snaps, targets, and yards against a historically inept Patriots team. Food for thought. Welcome to This Guy Sucks with Chuck Bass. I'm Chuck Bass. I'm Chuck Bass! What's up, jerks, turks, and flirts? I'm feeling a little bit more upbeat this week, and that's mainly because all of you are feeling a little bit sadder. Misery loves company, and we are literally at capacity after six weeks. Nine backup quarterbacks played this weekend, and you could tell from the tremendous amount of sacks, picks, and general ass-hattery. It was another banner week for the tight end position. If that banner was like the Colts banner for AFC finalist as only five of them cracked double digits and two of those were Falcons. Uh, We went from wondering why the Falcons even have the tight end position running routes to Johnny Smith and Kyle Pitts combining for almost 45 points in two weeks. If there is a hell we're living in it, but at least there's high speed internet. Now, speaking of hell, This episode kicks off our four-part series using Seinfeld as our theme, and I don't think there is a character on the show that encapsulates the characteristics of the devil more than Cosmo Kramer. I hate Kramer. He's a complete dingus. Jerry, George, and Elaine are all charming and quirky in their own classic (laughs) fucking New Yorkers kind of way, but then they mix in this stooge who is like this vaudeville act that never made it. He's a human Muppet, but he's got some great quotes. And today, we're going to put aside all of my misplaced anger and let the K-Man giddy up for some Week 6 awards. But first, let's get to some chucks and some sucks. Adam Thielen, you rock star. The 33-year-old Great White Shark turned up another top-five finish with 11 catches for 115 yards and a touchdown. Fantasy managers who might have been concerned that the start of the year was more of a phase can now rest comfortably knowing that Bryce Young is physically incapable of throwing the ball to any other type of route other than those five-second developing half-field crossers that Thielen lives in. And truly, I don't care. As for the suck of the week, Josh Allen, you're a cockstar. star. I love this man, but no one is above the law when it comes to shitting where I eat. 19 passes for 169 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick against the abysmal Giants is arguably the biggest letdown since every single Daniel Craig Bond movie. And he had 11 rushing yards, which to me is the real weak sauce. It's unreasonable to expect a fourth straight week with a rushing touchdown, but his rushing numbers as a whole are down at about half of what they've been in the previous years, which means they're either saving him for the playoffs or he's a little chick-chick. I didn't pay top dollar for borderline Dak Prescott numbers, so Josh, better get your shit together or you are getting table hey, 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 I'm getting a vibe here. What, are you unhappy with our
1: arrangement? What arrangement? Well, I was under the impression that I could take anything I wanted from your fridge and you could take whatever you want from mine.
0: Yeah, well, let me know when you get something in there and I will. This week's show is no longer supported by Dunkin' Donuts after seeing their latest ad with something called an ice spice and that guy from Daredevil. Unacceptable and beneath a gentleman such as myself. So please welcome to the stage our newest supporter, Vagisil. Vagisil is the best over-the-counter yeast infection medicine for fast relief and long-lasting comfort, according to a Google search. Keep yourself smelling like clementine vanilla with this one simple trick. OBGYNs hate this, but you know what they don't hate? The awards. Let's get to them.
1: I must have been out of my mind.
0: Look at you.
1: Why don't you do something with your life? (laughs) Sit around here all day. You contribute nothing to society. You're just taking up space. <laughs>
0: the Contributing Nothing to Society award goes to Mr. Arthur Smith, head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, who is the NFL embodiment of Cosmo Kramer. It seems we cannot have it all in Atlanta. While some teams approach offense with balance, The Falcons tend to lean one way or the other in a zero-sum game. The only thing we were supposed to be able to count on here was that they were going to be able to run the ball consistently and effectively to the point of almost memeism. But instead, we're getting back-to-back 300-yard games of Desmond Ritter at the cost of our beloved Bijan Robinson. However, maybe if a full 13 carries were not going to Tyler Algier, our beloved rookie sensation would be able to climb his way out of RB2 status. That's 30 attempts for Algier over the last two weeks. You tell me if that's someone who's just taking up space or not. I will shout out Drake London, who just had his fourth double-digit game in his last five outings, and of course, the aforementioned Kyle Pitts, Humdinger Special, who went from not just startable to close to being dominant. And in this tight end apocalypse, that's much appreciated. However, it's a holy trinity, and we need Bijan to be in that mix as well. uh understudies now that they're a shifty bunch the substitute teachers of the theater were the understudy award goes to ooh, how the turn tables josh mcdaniels just when you thought it could not get any worse for bill belichick he goes and does the only thing i never really thought he'd be capable of doing which was losing to the aforementioned raiders head coach this game was honestly like if two patriots Superfans just created teams on madden two coaches that we mentioned And then on the field, you have Jimmy Garoppolo, Mac Jones, Brian Hoyer, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, Brandon Bolden, and soon-to-be Patriot Hunter Renfro. Mac Jones' nail is so firmly wedged into his own coffin that it's probably stripped. And weirdly enough, you still saw over 40 points from their skill guys, which might be a mirage. It doesn't feel as encouraging. Uh, I know we're all desperate for players, and we can take the points anywhere we can get them, Uh, but... I just don't think this is going to be something you can count on long term. On the flip side of that, Jacoby Myers remains among the best values of draft season with three wide receiver one finishes in five games. We got a semi breakout game from rookie tight end Michael Meyer, who posted season highs in snaps targets and yards, but it did come at the cost of Devonte Adams, who only had a measly two receptions for 29 yards. They don't really have the infrastructure in Vegas to support four weapons when you throw Josh Jacobs into the mix and Jimmy G being ambulanced to the local hospital for back issues. However, the rookie tight end does have a cream puff stretch of defenses coming up. So if you're looking to fix your tight end woes, you're going to want to keep an eye on him. Hey, Sylvia, look at Jerry here, prancing around in his coat with his purse. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yep, he's a dandy. He's a real fancy boy.
0: (laughs) The Dandy Boy Award and people aren't going to want to hear it, is going to Trevor Lawrence, who is playing like a real fancy boy, and not in the good way. Uh, If I were to tell you that the Jaguars dropped 37 with no defensive touchdowns, you'd probably assume he had a decent day. He didn't. Uh, Well, I guess he actually did in terms of the current season he's having. 181 yards, two touchdowns, and an INT. Really struggling through the air. Sands a nice little deep ball to Christian Kirk, who has been our steady betty of the season. The Calvin Ridley connection seems to be on a serious hold for the moment. This is his third game with seven plus targets, but less than five and a half points. And this was against the same defense. He dropped 101 yards and a touchdown against week one. Now I know that the Colts are smart and probably game planned around slowing Ridley down, but the fact that they can actually succeed in doing that is an issue. Thankfully, it did not come at the cost of our beloved Travis Etienne, however, who did post his consecutive top two week to maintain that well-earned ranking of RB3 overall and climbing. We had another big target day from Evan Ingram, who can steady, who continues his steady churn. These are all positives, right? There's a lot going on here. And yet at the end of the day, Trevor Lawrence continues to just queef out these very meager QB 15, QB 16 games. Everyone's telling me that he's looking good and it's not quite his fault. Um, my eyes are telling me differently. There's nothing more pathetic than a grown man who's afraid of a woman. The pathetic award goes to these people out here suggesting that the Chargers woman on national television was a crisis actor hired by the league or by the team itself. You can clearly tell that these people have no familiarity with the Asian culture because in my personal experience, whether it's friends, strangers, or just being a citizen of the world, they can be some of the most unrealistically passionate people on the planet for the strangest things like the L.A. Chargers. Also, shout out this woman for being one of the only ones that can pull it off without, I think, looking cringe. And that's actually the Asian community as a whole. White women being super fans is usually really hard to watch. Um, African-American and Hispanic women typically tend to feel more like they're daring you to fight them. Um, finally, somebody's doing it right, and I give it my full support.
1: Bye, Jerry. It's L.A. Nobody leaves. She's
0: a seductress. She's a siren. She's a virgin. She's a whore. The Virgin Whore Award goes to the Rams, who are simultaneously both at the same time, and I dare you to tell me that you don't feel similarly when you watch them play. They prudishly tease touchdowns to Puka and Higby that never come, while simultaneously spreading their wax legs to the end of the earth for Cooper Cup and Kyron Williams. And just like any good orgy, you aren't even really sure you want to be a part of it as it's happening. We want to shout out a very speedy recovery to Kyron Williams, who did sprain his ankle and will probably be out for two games but three weeks because of the bye. That blows. Ronnie Rivers is out as well, so it looks like Zach Evans and Royce Williams will be handling the load for a week or two, which means that we're not touching this backfield for a week or two. Uh, and I was speaking literally when I said handle the load because that is just another white stain on the pair of RB underwear that already has dick holes in them this year in fantasy football.
1: God, what happened to you she tried to kill me jerry who connie what did she do i don't know but i woke up in the hudson river and i suck
0: the wake up in a sack award is going to go to all three of the new york teams it feels impossible to me that three teams from the same state can all contribute the same amount to american culture as the westboro baptist church but it's happening We already dumped on Buffalo in the opener for having one of the worst wins of the season. And now I feel compelled to shift the spotlight to the other two skid marks. The Jets and the Giants exist on opposite ends of the frustration spectrum, but they're both uniquely tied together by having some of the most poorly designed offenses in the league. Zach Wilson and Garrett Wilson have the chemistry of Jared Fogle and a grown adult. And I've never seen a team more allergic to an open tight end in breaker then Giants with Darren Waller. It eludes me why both of these teams make every snap harder on on themselves offensively, which directly makes it harder on their defenses. And we won't get our answer this year, at least, because neither team is playing with any sense of urgency. Both coaches, for some reason, have a hall pass. Robert Sala for losing Aaron Rodgers and Brian Dable for keeping Daniel Jones. I don't know how that one works out. I don't understand the politics of it, but I do know that both of these teams belong sacked up in the Hudson.
1: You gave me gonorrhea. You didn't even tell me. Sorry, I gave you gonorrhea because I thought you'd have fun with it.
0: The gonorrhea award goes to 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy. This is it, folks. This is what he looks like without makeup. This is the the real deal. He's an average-looking chick with a slew of venereal diseases. Now, I do have to temper this. This isn't a victory lap for two reasons. One, the 49ers are probably still the best team in the league when everybody's healthy. And two, anyone's going to look worse without Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. But he was historically bad against a Cleveland team that basically wanted to give the game away. Now the Browns do feature an epic defense and they did hold Christian McCaffrey to 50 yards. I know he got banged up, but most of that production was happened before the injury. Um, But Purdy, man, he had a real lack of accuracy and a lack of playmaking from the qb position and that's what killed the 49ers in the end this isn't shocking information we all knew he was an average qb at best in an offense that might be the most quarterback friendly in nfl history but there was starting to become whispers of him being good and that shit i will not stand for a good quarterback doesn't miss brandon Ayuk six times
1: you know darren if you had told me 25 years ago that someday I'd be standing here about to solve the world's
0: energy problems, I would have said, You're crazy. <laughs> now let's push this giant ball of oil out the way, guys. That speech you just heard right there is what I imagine that D'Amico Ryans gives the Texans every Sunday, right before they go out and continue to do more with the less than any team in the league. This is basically the giant ball of oil award, and that's a good thing. Another solid day for Stroud as he tossed out two touchdowns, a sad one to Robert Woods and a happy one to Dalton Schultz, who is semi-back a little bit-ish. We'll see what happens when Tank Dell returns to the lineup, but we're just happy that every week somebody is finding some uh, striking oil on this team. Uh, The bummer here truly is the running game, and that's split into two different reasons as well. Damian Pierce struggled again, but that was to be expected against a Saints defense that has still not given up a rushing touchdown this year. However... Devin Singletary found a little bit of success in breathing room, mainly thanks to a season high in touches and snap share. That's very concerning because Damian Pierce was already struggling this year with a lot of volume. So if Singletary can come in and give them a little bit better chance to win and be as effective with as much work, uh, that's going to be a huge nail in his coffin. So let's hope that the five foot seven Singletary is not for real.
1: Oh, come on. Just tell me your code already. What is it? I am not giving you my code.
0: I bet I can guess it. <laughs> yeah, right. Ah, oh, all right.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, well, we can throw out birthdays immediately. That's too obvious. And no numbers for you. Or a word, Matt. All right, let's go deeper. Uh, what kind of man are you? Oh, you're weak, spineless, man of temptations. But what tempts you? Huh? You're a portly fellow. Live long in the way
0: span? So what's your pleasure? The weak, spineless, man of temptation award is for Chuck Bass, you duplicitous taint. I continue to be allured in by the projections, my uh, robotic enemy. I lost a big time matchup this weekend because I could not talk myself into either candidate. So I let the ES projections trick me, and tuck my sack back as they pop a little rouge on me. The contrast of being so invested in fantasy that I have my own podcast, while simultaneously being unable to decide between Brandon Cooks and DJ Chark, is not lost on me. So I left a blank space in here to tickle my own intestines for listener fidelity. In the endless sea of Keontae Ingram's, Zach Evans, and Latavius Murray's, I still always find a way to roll out the P. Rines. Godspeed. Ass man? uh, These don't belong to me. I'm uh, I'm not the ass man. I think there's been a mistake.
1: (laughs) What's your name again? Cosmo Kramer. Cosmo Kramer. You are the ass man.
0: (laughs) You know we had to have an ass man on this show, and Dan Campbell, you is him. As much as it felt like passing kidney stones, watching the lions tear my beloved buccaneer's creamsicle asses to pieces, if it had to be somebody, I'd want it to be them. Jared Goff hit ten different pass catchers in route to two hundred no three hundred and fifty yards and two touchdowns, which is absolutely fucking dominant against Tampa. Amon Ra St. Brown continues to be unguardable, and even Sam Laporta, who had a quiet day, had eleven fucking targets, which was fifth in the league and led all tight ends by more than two. They're doing it, folks. They are the ass men. And if you're an anti-fan of the 49ers, you're an anti-fan of the Eagles, this is probably your greatest hope for an NFC contender. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out of the contest. The I'm out award goes to the Broncos, who I'm fucking out on. Selling Cortland Sutton. I'm selling Jerry Judy. I'm selling Russell Wilson. I'm punting on all of the running backs. And I don't want to watch one more second of this team for the rest of the year. I absolutely love their defense because as fantasy players, we need matchups where your guys are going up against the 31st ranked defense in yards, 32nd ranked in touchdowns, 32nd ranked in completion percentage. I actually do love that. And I expected nothing less from Sean Payton, who probably robbed Drew Brees of a couple more Super Bowls by never investing in that side of the ball. But if you're also going to be bringing nothing to the table on offense, you need to be sold into white slavery. This is completely unacceptable to the highest degree, and I just do not want to participate in these shenanigans any longer. Goodbye. Boop, boop, boop,
1: boop. Arnold Palmer alert. Arnold Palmer alert. Who wants some Arnie Palmies? (laughs) Sweetie, this one is the Bacchi right here.
0: All right. Out with the podcast, in with the Arnold Palmer alert. Uh, For this next segment, it's going to be basically an Arnold Palmer in memoriam. I wanted to pay respect to some fallen players we've lost this year. So please stand, remove your caps, and join me as we say goodbye to some people we kind of hated. Nick
1: Chubb,
0: Mike Williams, J.K. Dobbins. Aaron Rodgers, Justin Jefferson, Devon A-Chain, Anthony Richardson, Khalil Herbert, James Conner, Deontay Johnson, not Mac Jones, not Joe Mixon, not Alexander Madison. And then the podcast just sort of ends.